You are listening to the Green Lantern Corecast, episode number six, our interview with Mark Bagley. Hey everybody, this is Mark Bagley. Uh, welcome to the Green Lantern Corecast. On Saturday, September 11th, 2010, the Green Lantern Corecast interviewed JLA artist Mark Bagley. This is that interview. Uh, I just want to ask you, I'm only going to ask you like one question, I'm going to move it on to everybody else, because uh, my friend wanted to ask it, because he was over to Dragon Con. How was your Dragon Con experience this, uh, this year? My Dragon Con experience was wonderful. I haven't been in like 15 years, because uh, it started out as a comic book con and turned into the, a fantasy science fiction con. And they treated comic book people like crap for years. And I finally said, screw this. And uh, I told them I'd come back when, it, when I started hearing good things. And I started hearing good things. And so I came this year, and it was terrific. I mean, the crowds were great. The people were great. Uh, you know, the venue was really, really nice. So I got no complaints at all. So, nice. Yeah. All right. I'm going to move it to Karen. Karen, you give, you give me your questions. Hey, how you doing? Fine. Oh, you know, other than just having gone through uh, surgery. Um, it was really an honor to get to meet you at Dragon Con. I, I think I was the only one of the group who uh, kind of goes. It's my, my annual fan-based con of choice. Uh, so uh, it was really great to, to get, to get to meet you. There really hasn't been a huge comic book presence there for the last few years, so I'm really kind of glad to hear that any sort of crap that they've put you guys through is starting to abate because it, it's been one of the... Uh, better reasons for me to keep going. Um, well, Tom Trainer's running the comic book end of it. He seems to be doing a really, really, really good job, so I'm, I'm glad to see it, too. Excellent. Um, I, uh, I, I guess I, I kind of just... Um, I've been really kind of curious lately. I was talking with a friend of mine last night about uh, how much wiggle room there is in the creative process when you get to work with such kind of mainstream... Well, mainstream's kind of a bad word for it, but, like, flagship characters how much wiggle room there is in character design. And I was kind of curious whether or not you could tell us, you know, if, if continuity plays a big role in how you design your characters or if you, you know, use people around you, people in the media. Uh, depending upon the character, I mean, the, the, um, the, you know, if it's Superman or Batman or Wonder Woman, you don't have a whole lot of wiggle room. And I don't, to be honest with you, I don't want to have a whole lot of wiggle room. I, you know, I've seen them in my head as sort of like iconic characters. And, you know, everybody draws in their own specific way. But I, I'm, I, I don't go intentionally into drawing those guys think, okay, what can I do to make him, make them mine, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, working in JLA, having Batman and Donna Troy and, you know, it's, it's B, some B-list characters, basically, who are trying to make A-list. I feel like I've got a little bit more room to, to fool around with, you know, like Donna Troy. And I just got into a thing with uh, my editor and my writer about Donna Troy's boots because I've been drawing her for about a year and a half with, 
sort of just kind of rough sort of boots and they want me to go back to the high heels that Phil Jimenez designed and I'm just like I don't like the high heels so <laughs> you know there's wiggle room I mean my job isn't to go in and you know unless 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 that's specifically what they tell me to do go in and redesign everybody and make it all my own and, and mm-hmm. do that my job is to go in and kind of seamlessly fit into the book and, and with with my um techniques and my style present the book as 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 straightforward as I can. That's what I that's what I usually try to do. Oh unless excellent. it's a costume unless it's a costume I really hate and then I'll then I'll get away with as much as I can. <laughs> <laughs> excellent. Andrew next. Oh. Danny. Well hey there Mark. Uh, big welcome from hey. TheGreenLanternCore.com. Thank you for agreeing to this. You're welcome. Big fan of your work. Uh, now you've drawn Spider-Man, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, and countless others. Is there a character left that you have an urge to draw at any company? Or are you kind of in a place now that you're more interested in working with certain writers than characters? Yeah, I'm sort of like that. You know, I'm sort of, uh, I'd like to do some creator-owned stuff. And and the one drawback to having the long runs that I've had on books, which is my sort of bread and butter, is I I don't get to work with a lot of different people, you know? Mm, yeah. And uh, I have drawn everybody to one extent or another, you know, uh, almost enough to satisfy. Um, so if it's, you know, working with Brian again on something or working with James on some, James Robinson on something, um, you know, that to me that's more important than, you know, drawing the Hulk again or drawing Spider-Man or, or whatever, you know? Because um, in... in Bottom line, it's storytelling and it's drawing, and, and if the stories are good and I'm enjoying who I'm working with, then, you know, uh, I have fun at it. So gotcha. Art sales, on the other hand, you know, I mean, if I can be drawn Superman or Spider-Man or whatever, and also the art sales afterwards, you know, original art sales afterwards. Yeah, oh, there's that, the aftermarket. <laughs> yeah. All right. Now, when you when you originally came to D.C., was there one particular character or property you wanted to work on before the Trinity, before any of that? Well, actually, the Trinity was what got me to to DC. I mean, right. I've been I've been hankering to draw Superman and Batman and Wonder Woman. They play with that, you know, those guys. You know, I've always got a fondness for like the Martian Manhunter and you know a few other characters like that. And um, and Kurt and I were talking about the, this Trinity project, which, trust me, at the inception was way different than what it turned into. Mm. Um, it was going to be a Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman story, and just the way things work out sometimes it turned into everything but I think um, it's a little frustrating but uh, you know I mean that's I mean that was the big carrot that got me to you know say okay it's time to maybe see what's going on on the other side of the shore you know um, I've been at Marvel for a long 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 time and you know, I love those guys and they were treating me really well but sometimes it's good to you know mix things up and see, see what the how the other half lives you know yeah, um, and I was ready to, you know, I, Ultimate Spider-Man. It was like it, it was time. I love it, and I, I could still be drawn to this day, probably. But it felt like it was time to, you know, try something else, just career-wise. And um, yeah, right at the at that moment at, at Marvel, everything else was either a step down or a step over from Ultimate Spider-Man. And I was really looking for something that that would just, you know, sort of come out of right field and have, get everybody to go, oh, he's doing this now? Cool, you know? Yeah. And um, Trinity was was that project. Yeah, So definitely. 
Okay, now there seems to be a trend at DC Comics with their artists lately, like J.H. Williams, Tony Daniel, David Finch, Ethan Van Skyver. All these guys are kind of throwing their hat into the ring for, for writing. Now, is writing something that you're interested in at some point down the road? I've never been a writer. I mean, I just my head doesn't work that way. When I'm waiting at my desk, I'm not thinking about you know comics and storylines and that sort of thing. I sort of think that ship has sailed on me. Um, I just... I, it's not the way my head works. I, I want to work with a good writer, and if I want to, if I'm going to do a creator own thing, you know, if I want to work with, name somebody who's really, you know, I, that's for me. That's the way to go. My, my forte is, you know, taking a story and going, okay, what's the really the best way to present this so that the reader can enjoy it as as a, a, a melding of art and and and, and, and prose, you know. Yeah, um, I think that's you know I'm not the best artist out there by any stretch of the imagination, you know, but I'm a I'm a really good storyteller and I think I bring out a lot of you know I I've just got a way of um, whether it's through talent or just experience of really maximizing what what a writer's looking for um, quite often he, he, in some ways more than he looks for sometimes I mean Brian used to compliment compliment me about that all the time. And um, I take pride in that. Cool. Now, what's it like working with James Robinson, one of the most respected writers out there in the comic field? Is he is he treating you right? No, oh, James is treating James loves me. <laughs> 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 you know, it, it's a, it's a really good working relationship. He's very enthusiastic. Uh, he's you know he really wants to do the best stories he can do. Um, you know, JLA started off a little rough with you know the Blackest Night crossover. We had the sandwich in there, and then we had a real hell of a time getting, you know, the cast that we, we wanted to get, and, you know, there were toys taken away, and then toys given back, and whatever. Yeah, um, Starfire. You know, we've settled, we've settled into kind of a routine, and um, he seems to, you know, he hasn't had me redraw anything, let's put it that way, you know. Right. Um, it's been, it's, it's, it's been a really, really good work relationship, you know, the trouble is he's out in California, and I'm here, over here in Georgia, and the three-hour difference, I mean, I'm four hours into my day by the time he wakes up, I think. So it's not like we talk on the phone every other day, but uh, you know, when we talk, we talk, and it's 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 just fine. So you know, as long as you know, it, yeah. as long as I'm not fighting with my writer, I'm in pretty good shape. <laughs> in, so. in a good place. <laughs> yeah. That's good to hear. Yeah, he, he and I actually shared a flight from uh, San Diego to San Francisco. He's supposed to come on the podcast, but if you, if you ever talk to him again, maybe you can remind him to look us up. <laughs> okay, I'll do that. All right. Give it back to you, Frankie. All right, so we're going to move on to Brandon. Thanks. Um, thanks again for uh, showing up, Mark. It's a, it's a real honor. Um, going back to the JLA thing for a second, is there, excluding the continuity, because we know the book has been a bit uh, hindered with the cast at the start, is there seven JLA or seven characters in the DCU that you would put on this title if there was no continuity involved? Are there like seven characters that you would have to, that you would love to draw? You're trying to get me fired, aren't you? You're trying (laughs) to get me fired. You've you've got a great cast. I've been, you know, I've been upfront about the fact, you know, to me the JLA is Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman, and, you know, the other core, I mean, it's, it's DC's Avengers, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's a little frustrating not having those guys. You know, I mean, we've got all these analogs, you know, doing doing everything that 
the you know the A-list guys can do, you know, power-wise. I mean, Supergirl virtually is Superman power-wise. You know, uh, Dick Grayson is virtually Batman. You know, Donna Troy is virtually Wonder Woman. Uh, Jesse Quick is virtually the Flash. Uh, yeah, I, I can go on. Jade is virtually Green Lantern. After a while, you get to the point where you're like, well, for Christ's sake, you know, if we can have these, you know, if you're worried about the book being too powerful and, and you can't do stories around characters this powerful, which is some people's concern, then what's the point? What you know? Why have these guys? It's it's a little frustrating. Let's put it that way. Um, but you know, I, when I bottom line bottom line it all, as long as the stories are good and you know I'm getting to draw you know everything from um, Etigrin to Demon to you know to Green Arrow getting beat to hell and you know that's it's it's really not that important in the long run. Um, to be honest, I, I think it hurts the book to be honest with you, but that's that's kind of a decision that's above my pay grade. So I just deal with what I have to deal with, and um, hopefully hopefully the work shows that you know it, I don't let it affect my work. I just keep working away. Good to hear. Um, good? Well, speaking of affecting your work. How do you handle criticism? Um, you know, some writers go on message boards, some um, frequent review sites. Do you? How do you uh, find out? How do you critique your own work from an outside uh, position? Like, there's some people out there who say that you're rushing it. There's some people out there that say Trinity might have hurt you. Uh, how do you take criticism towards your work? Um, I, you know, I sort of consider the source. Um, I mean, let's face it, the blogosphere, if you start paying attention to what everybody's saying, then you can just, you know, you end up in a rubber room in a straitjacket being so worried about it all. I I just do the best I can and try and get better. Um, you know, people say I'm rushing it. Well, you know, the, I, I've occasionally had to rush it this year, uh, <laughs> that sort of thing. Um, you know, it's, it's just a matter of, you know, wanting the book to come out on time and when they slap the you know, 30 page book on you and um, then all of a sudden I'm doing a JSA JLA crossover and I was like doing what? And they're like yeah okay whatever <laughs> um, I, I, I do what I can with it um, I just you know I just know that trying to do better work is pretty much what I bottom line it as and every now and then I have to let something go by that isn't as good as I'd like it to be just because it's the nature of the beast but uh you know, I'm. I keep working at it. Uh, I was sat on a panel at Dragon Con talking about drawing icons. You know, drawing Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman. And when I came on to DC, I really had to re reevaluate how I was doing a lot of things because you have these mature, iconic characters that you know if if you don't if you don't draw them the right way, they just don't look right. You know, and and. I could get away for years at Marvel, and it's not getting away with, but it's just doing Ultimate Spider-Man and doing Thunderbolts and doing New Warriors. I basically could do my thing and not have to worry about an iconic look to the characters I was drawing because basically Ultimate Spider-Man was my Spider-Man. Even Amazing Spider-Man, Todd and Eric had so broke, broken sort of the mold that I could get away with doing some things that I, I couldn't have gotten away with before. And... I really had to go back into, okay, why can't I draw Superman's face where it looks right? Why can't I draw Batman? And I realized, okay, the eyes are too big. They're maybe too close together. There's, you know, there's these structure things that I know in the back of my head, but I had to reevaluate the way I was coming at it so that I could reintegrate, reintegrate it into the drawing that I was doing. 
and it's made me a, more, a better artist, a more complete artist. Um, and um, you know, I think I'm I'm actually more versatile now than I was before. And uh, and you know, that's that's I don't let you know I I can't read reviews and go oh just Bagley's terribly doing this that and the other thing because you know a lot of people are buying the book, so apparently some people are liking what I'm doing. Um, and if he doesn't like it that time, maybe he'll like it the next time. You know, I just try and do... The, the one time I actually... Not the one time, but... I actually did publicly respond to a, a message board post once, or a review once, actually. It was a review of one of the earlier issues of Justice League. And I was making Donna Troy's top way too low, way too much cleavage. You know, and... You know, and the book was coming out, I'm looking at it, going, this really isn't working. And in the interim, I was like three or four issues ahead. In the interim... I had basically I'd raised the top up and tightened it up a little bit, made it made it a bit more um, conservative. When a guy came up with a review and mentioned the fact that yeah, her boobs are falling out all over the place, <laughs> I, sort of, I sort of responded to him, you know, pro, you know, in his you know in his resp- response place said, you know, you're actually kind of right about that. Keep looking at it. You'll see. Hope, hopefully, you'll see that I'm, I'm doing a bit less of that. So, <laughs> you know, but that wasn't even in response to anybody anything said. That was something in response of you know once you start drawing new characters, it takes you a while to figure out, okay, what's going to work and what's not going to work. And I realized, you know, making Donna Troy look slutty wasn't really going to work. So, <laughs> I respect so I that. Doing it. I, I respect mm-hmm. that. Okay. Well, um, we had the opportunity to talk to uh, former Greenland and core artist Patrick Gleason. And uh, he's coming off of a long run on GLC, something you're obviously used to. Um how how long do you see yourself being on Justice League? It's, uh, we've we've heard James say he plans to be on this book for years. Uh, are you going to be right there with him? I uh, I don't know. You know, we'll see. I'm, I'm on it for the let's put this. I'm on it for the foreseeable future, and then we'll see if that. I've already I've actually been doing. It's hard to believe, but I've been doing it for almost a year and a half now. I think. Right. So, um, you know, it's actually turned into a pretty good run already. So. I'm not making any promises for for, for the long haul. Um, to be honest, it's a lot of work and uh, you know a lot of characters running around and um, you know so I, I I don't make promises, especially you know in public. Okay. Well, um, I hope I'm not intruding with this next, this follow up. Uh, oh, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> there were some rumors earlier this year about you heading back to Marvel. Is any of that true? Should we be worried? There are always rumors. I know Rich Johnson had that thing on his message board. I was at some con, and I actually just got into a big fight with Eddie Brigands, and I was a little pissed off, and so I was ranting back and forth. But, uh, you know, if you don't get into a good fight with your editor now and then, then, you know, neither one of you is doing your job. But uh, he quoted me as saying, you know, what's it like working at D.C.? And I think I said something along the lines, same shit, different day. And it's true. It is the same shit, different day. I mean, it's... You're drawing, you're working with editors, you're working with writers, you know. So he took, he, he extrapolated that to, oh, he's miserable, it's the same shit, the only miserable he's going back to Marvel. That wasn't the case at all, you know. So, you know, I'll end up back at Marvel, I'm sure, one of these days, because, you know, we we do, we go back and forth. Unless you're J.R. Jr., you know, you kind of right. go from company to company and you see, see what's being offered and that sort of thing. Um, um, so, you know. In answer to your question, yeah, I'll end up at Marvel one of these days, but who knows when. Fair enough. Fair um, enough. All right. <laughs> I think that'll do it for me. Uh, Frank? Are we done? Uh, can I have a cigarette no. now? 
We're done with him. Smoke I got all two you more guys left. <laughs> Uh, Colton, Colton, field your questions. All right, uh, hey Mark, it's a pleasure to have you on uh, the cast. Uh, I, Hello. I first, I first found you into your uh, art with uh, Trinity when you first came to DC. So that's where I'd like to focus this first question. Uh, what, what was it like uh, working? Was it kind of hard balancing like uh, twelve pages a week for your weekly series while uh, keeping up the uh, keep up the level of quality? I mean, because it's not often that artist goes weekly for an entire year. No, it's never been done. Um, yeah, it was tough. I mean, I was, it was, it was, it was pushing me to my max to where I could do what I, what I consider quality work and still learn for. You know, I can, I can hack it out and do more than that in a week, but I'm working so fast that I'm taking too many shortcuts and I'm not learning anything and I'm not able to spend the time to like, you know, evaluate what I'm doing. Trinity was pretty much the max of, I can work that fast and still be able to look at my stuff with a critical eye in the sense of, you know, I can go back and and, and adjust things or, or figure out if, if, if I've really messed something up and, and still learn something storytelling-wise. Um, near the end, of the uh, one good thing about it was we had like a, you know, a four-month head start so I could get some issues in the can. By the end of it, we were, you know, I mean, I was doing pages and sending them out the next day because we were so up against the deadline clock. And it was, it was starting to suffer a little bit quality-wise. I was doing the best I could with what we had, but it's just the nature of the beast. Not to mention the fact, you know, I love Cure Music, but he was throwing in like 85 characters in an issue, and I was just about to pull my hair out. But, uh, you know, I, as a whole, I'm pretty happy with the quality of, of the stuff. Um, you know, the only trouble with rushing is it's not just me. You know, if, if the acre has to rush and then the colors has to rush on top of it, and you know, it's sort of a snowball downhill. You know, you don't want to be in a position where everybody's having to, you know, having to really work balls to the walls. And because uh, you know, if I do, if the acre's got a little more time, he can he can bring me back from the brink a little bit, and the colors can bring. You, but if they're all having to, you know, really tear it up, then. Uh, it can get ugly. I don't think we ever got to that point on Trinity. I think, you know, as a whole, for the amount of work in a year with all the guys that I was working with and all the coordination. I mean, Mark, Mike Carlin is, I think he's one of the best editors in the business. There's not too many guys who could have done what he did um, just to, to manage it all. And Kurt writing it and Fabian, you know, I mean, it's it was a real team effort. So uh, there is no I in team, you know. There's no I in art. Uh, it's just... Um, it was it was an exciting. I don't want to do it again. Yeah, but uh, it was it was an interesting experiment. Yeah, I heard the uh, the same thing from Grant Morrison, Jeff Johns, Greg Rucker after Fifty Two. They said they'd never do it again. But, well, Jeff, you know, he reneged on that. But uh, I heard it was like a terrible experience. But as long and we talked to it Ethan Benson. Vance- terrible, terrible is the wrong word. It was just an experience. You know, <laughs> it, it was hard. It was tough. But hey, you know. I've done construction for a living. I know what a real hard job is. You know, if I'm spending an extra two hours a night at my desk, you know, that's not banging nails for a living. It's not sweating in Georgia's sun, you know. That's true. <laughs> well, um, quickly here. Um, we heard from Ethan Van Skyver that uh, Flash Rebirth was delayed partly because of health and partly because he didn't want to put out a product that he wasn't comfortable with putting out. 
did did you get to that point on Trinity? Did you say, okay, this last issue was just not up to my liking, or did you just say, did you reach that maximum level where you said, yeah, this is this is just good enough, but no worse than this? Mm, no, I never quite got to that point. I got to the point where I was really having to, you know, stick my ass in my desk and get my work done and. Could I spend an extra day on every page? Well, everybody can spend an extra day on every page and have it, you know, but I agreed to do a certain thing, you know, whether it's a monthly book, whether it's, you know, a weekly 12 pages or whatever, you know, my responsibility is to get that done and barring health and barring, you know, my biggest worry with Trinity was, and to be honest with you, with the end of the Ultimate Spider-Man, you know, run that, that uh, Brian and I did was, you know, what if something, you know, outside of my control happens? You know, I've, my parents both elderly. I've got, you know, a daughter with a couple, you know, something happens that, you know, I'm away from my death for a month or two or three weeks, you know. I'm not going to worry about it because it's family and that's the important thing. But, you know, it wasn't going to be because, you know, okay, i got to spend an extra, you know, I can't work that hard to get this done. Um, you know, could I have spent, you know, more time in each page? Yes. But, you know, this is not a fine art product. It's it's a commercial product. It's 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 something that's been committed to by a company and by you know an order from the shops and and all that stuff. There's there's a real you know there's a, there's a real fuzz point between the artistic sensibilities of a creator and the craftsmanship and professionalism of of a tradesman or a or a, a craftsman. You know and I've, I've always, my career has been based on the idea of, yeah, I'm an artist and, and, and I want to learn, I want to get better, and I want to improve my skills and glom on to what other people are doing. And you look at what I'm doing now and what I was doing five years ago, and, you know, it's night and day, or ten years ago, it's, ugh. Um, you know, but there is that, there's always that, uh, that dichotomy or that, or that conflict. Um, you know, the, the, you know, I'm, I'm not going to get into a real discussion about whether, you know, which one's right and which one's wrong and, you know, shut up and publish it and, you know, do your job or, <laughs> you know, or, oh, I want to take three months to do an issue, you know. Right. Um, you know, there's the market right now apparently is willing to bear both, you know, and um, we'll see what, you know, we'll see how, how it ends up in, in the end. I, I know that, you know, it hurts the sales of a book if you've got to wait three months for for an issue of a book, you know. Definitely. And, uh, yeah. You know, in, in the course of my run on Ultimate Spider-Man, we put out 111 issues, and they did, you know, 35 issues of the Ultimates. Well, each, each issue of the Ultimates maybe sold half again as many of each issue of Ultimate Spider-Man, but in the long run, I made Marvel probably a million and a half more, more dollars. And, you know, it's not all about the money, but it is partially about the money, you know. <laughs> so, you know. Okay? Yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, curiously, on, on the matter of uh, characters, uh, when you did Trinity, at a certain point, we got this uh, kind of altered universe when the Trinity was taken out. And not only did you get to design this whole real universe of uh, what would happen if the Trinity wasn't in this universe, but you got to redesign the Trinity as like godlike beings. How much of that was actually your decision, and how much of that was uh, direction from uh, Kurt Busiek? Oh, that was all Kurt. I mean, you know, that was – trust me. I didn't want to draw Batman as a god, you know. Um, that was just a matter of 
you know, the way the story worked out. And um, I, uh, you know, they, they called for me to, you know, alternative versions of all these different characters and that sort of thing. And, you know, it's, it's up my alley, too. Um, it, but, you know, you, as an artist on a book, unless I want to write my own stuff or, you know, as, as the artist on the book, it's my job to tell the story that's given to me. And uh, that's what I tried to do. Um, I thought I came up with some pretty cool designs. I always liked that one-woman design with the lasso around the waist and the fancy armor thing. I thought that came out pretty well. But, uh, you know. Um, yeah, that was cool. It was, it's, it was a challenge, definitely. I think the only real flaw is that we haven't got to see them since because those were some amazing designs. I think they could have been put to use in like an alternate universe or something. Well, who knows? They, they, they drag things out every now and then, so, so who knows? It did sort of turn into an Elseworlds thing, so... They don't necessarily have well, to ever address it again. It turned into an Earth One thing, didn't it? I don't even know. <laughs> you know, <laughs> just pulled terminology it, it, out of my tail. You know, it, it, it's not really so much an Elseworlds as it was. Uh, they just altered reality and altered it back. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I don't know. It was, <laughs> it, it was fun. It's it's in my rearview mirror, and you know, it was really um, it was a good experience. And apparently DC liked how it came out, so Dana Deal's been very complimentary about it, so that's good. All right, well, thank you for answering my questions. I'll hand it back to Frankie. All right, All so right, this is the last guy, the last guy. So it's uh, okay. Skuhan's turn. All right, so um, so in, in, a book like, um, in a book like JLA, which is like a flagship title, how much uh, editorial uh, do you have to deal with? Like how much, how much do they stick their, stick their meaty paws into, uh, into your work? Um, not too, I mean, you know, it's, editorial's job is to make sure that the book stays on track and, and the storylines stay on track. When it comes down to the artists, you know, my end of it, they pretty much leave me alone because I'm, I'm, to be honest, after all these years, and I'm pretty good at what I do, and I don't cause them trouble. They're not, they're not having to call me and get some work done or whatever, you know. Um, you know, it's. It's, it's, it's a good editorial shop, let's put it that way. Um, Eddie and I have gone around about a couple of things because, you know, that's what you do. Um, but, um, you know, bottom line is, you know, the editor's the boss. So if, if he's really going to insist on something, then, you know, unless you're willing to walk away from the book or, you know, it's a deal-making type of thing, then, uh, then, then you do it. But there's never, you know, there's never been anything like that working on any project I've ever been on, really. You know, it's just... You know, hey, Mark, you, you misinterpreted this part of the script. Could you redraw that? Sure, no problem at all. Or, hey, could you redraw that because we wanted to do something else like this? And I'm like, okay. That happens once every six months, maybe. You know, in the year, in the five or six years I worked with Brian, I think I redrew a total of two pages total. I mean, you know, if you combine all the drawing together. Um, JLA, I think I've redrawn maybe three panels. So, you know, it's not... It's not like it's an everyday thing. It's, you know, it's more like, uh, you know, you get your work done and you send it off and, you know, 99% of the time they're happy. If they're not, they'll let you know about it. All right. And, um... Hopefully I don't sound too smug. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. No, no, we'll never think of that of you. No. Good. So, um, so I, I spoke with uh, Chris Somney earlier this year, and he, uh, he said that the industry standard is actually a page a day. But uh, as you know, most people don't get it out that fast. 
So um, is it is it tough? Like, cause cause uh, do you you clearly do match the industry standard, right? I do about a page and a half to two pages a day. I try to. Right, and then um, and but uh, clearly most people don't. So is it is it difficult being uh, the one guy who does a job right? <laughs> I wouldn't put it that way. No, I mean <laughs> trust me, Jared Jr. does his job right. He puts out more than a page a day. Um, and there's a few, there's a couple other guys like that too. It's you know the the nature of the beast has changed. I mean when I got into this business, you know, 25 years ago. You know, my page rate was 50 bucks a page. You know, somebody who knew what they were talking about told me you couldn't make a living if you couldn't do two or three pages a day. And it was true, you know. And um, that was before royalties, you know. And the royalties sort of start rolling in a little bit. Soon after I got into the business, we started hearing about royalties, and but I wasn't on any kind of project that was earning it. And, um, you know, and then it turned into real money for a while, you know, with the, the collector's boom and all that stuff during the 90s. And... All through those years, I was still, you know, working. I loved what I was doing. I mean, hell, I didn't break in until I was 27 years old, so it was like, you know, nobody's going to outwork me, and I love being at my desk drawing, and hell, now they're paying me real money to do it. <laughs> and it was just, you know, it, it was a win-win. But um, the, the, the flip side of that is in those ensuing years, you got all these young guys coming in, the, you know, new creators, new new artists, new writers, you know, and they slap them on an X-book and, Next thing they know, they got a fifty thousand dollar royalty check in their hand. What the hell would you do when you're twenty one years old? And you got a fifty thousand dollar royalty check in your hand. You're going to take off for three months or six months. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, and yeah. or yeah. you're going to slow down. And you know, I mean, it really changed sort of the the nature of of of, of what we're supposed to produce. You know, I'm lucky enough that I can still I get more work done than most people because I still love what I do and I spend a lot of time on my desk. Um. And I, my drawings improved enough where I can, you know, I'm, I'm not David Finch. I'm not going to put a, a gazillion lines in every panel, uh, you know, and I'm not Ethan either. He does sort of the same thing. I don't see that as my job, you know, but I do, I do, I'm smart enough to know, okay, you know, in the current marketplace for me to look modern and current and not like an old school guy is I have to add more drawing to what I'm doing, which, you know, conversely slows down your output a little bit, so. You know, it's, it's it's once again we're back at that. Uh, how much do you put in to satisfy yourself artistically, but still produce commercially and um, and um, regularly? You know, uh, I'm not Adam Hughes. You know, um, you know he he's got himself this great career of doing what he does, and it's a wonderful thing. And you know, but you know the market's not going to support a hundred or two hundred Adam Hugheses out there. You know. So, you know, it's, it's you're always kind of uh, walking that fine line. So. All right. <laughs> and uh, actually, speaking of Ethan, uh, we talked to him a while ago, and he said, uh, basically, uh, Inkers are the scum of the earth. <laughs> um, so uh, what, what, are, what are your views on, on inking and Inkers like, because uh, Ethan clearly does not like people inking his work except for himself. Um, well, you know, uh... That, that can be Ethan's opinion. Um, he, you know, I got into this business when I couldn't afford to ink myself, basically. I could afford to draw and get it out, and, and a good inker can make you look great. A bad inker can kill you, you know? Um, and to, to this day, I, I still, you know, there are times I like to be inking my own stuff, and when I get a, get a bad ink job, I go, holy Christ, you know? Or <laughs> even if it's a good inker who's just misinterpreted what you've done, you know? Yeah. But... 
um, to me, the fun part of it is the storytelling part and drawing it in pencil to the point where I'm happy with it and then letting it go. And, you know, I've had some terrific inkers in my time, you know. Um, and if, if I'm, I'm lucky at the stage where if I'm not happy with an inker, I can go, I'm not happy with this guy, let's find somebody else. Um, and so I don't really have to put up with, with somebody who's not going to do a good job. Occasionally, you know, the nature of the... the uh, deadlines, you get stuck with, you know, an issue, like we had issue 48 with like four inkers, and a couple of those guys, you know, I wouldn't have the inker me regularly, but that's just the nature of, once again, you know, we're not a pure art product, you know, we are a commercial product that's got to get out, you know, I would never say inkers is coming the earth, that's just kind of, I don't know if he was kidding with you, I'm sure he had to be, yeah, I'm sure I'm, he was I'm, kidding. I'm sure there was a little bit of exaggeration there, but. Yeah, yeah I, I would hope so. He had an inker on Flashy Birth, so come on. Yeah, you know, it's, uh, yeah, I think uh, maybe Tana inked him, I'm not sure, but... Uh, I think he I think he just prefers to ink his own work. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, and, you know, I, I can totally, totally relate to that, you know. Um, it comes out looking exactly like you want it to look, and, you know, in a different world, if I were to, you know, reboot my career now, where I could do, you know, kind of rejigger what I've done, I, I would probably be inking myself too, but that's not, you know... When I got into this business, that's just not how it was done, and uh, it was almost impossible to do and still make a living. Um, and after a while, it's like, you know, it's just it, it wouldn't be productive to me. I, I think the only thing I'm doing now is just, you know, for my own satis- satisfaction and you know, maybe for commissions and things like that. So, so, so you have hink- so you have inked yourself before. What kind of what kind of hit does that take on your speed? Um, it's a different thing. It's hard. It's hard to say because usually, if I ink myself for something, it's very illustrative. It's you know, it's not for comic book production or whatever. So I don't, I'm not worried about speed. You know, I, I lay in the pencils, felt fairly tight, and and then I just you know noodle with with pen and ink and felt tips or whatever I'm using at the time. Um, you know, it's 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 not something I really want to do for a living, to be honest with you. Because like I said, I'm I start to get bored with it. I want to, you know, I want to get on to the next scene of what I'm drawing. Um, and, uh, you know, so it's definitely apples and oranges. All right. Okay. Well, that's uh, my questions. Back to Frankie then. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I only have one question for you, and it's, uh, it's just to state my own curiosity. What was the fight you had with Eddie Braganza? Uh, it's... It, Fight is too hard a word. We we went around about Ar- something. Argument. Fight, fight, but, fight, fight. <laughs> no, it was more a difference of opinion. Let's put you, it that way. You, you and, weren't in the uh, schoolyard, just you know, like throwing that, punches. That, it was a difference of opinion, and you know, it, it was we resolved it, and it's cool. I, this is something I don't, you know, I don't, I don't go public with. Man, I'm pissed off at this inker, or I'm pissed off at this editor, or this writer's a jerk, you know, yada yada yada. Guess who called me drunk the other day at three o'clock? You know. Was it Jeff Johns? <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't Jeff Johns. Um, you know, somebody somebody told me, and I I, I, I agree with him. You know, if, if you get into a pissing contest in public like that, you both look bad. You know, and um, I've seen a couple of them online, and you know, I don't care who's in the right. It just it sort of you know diminishes you. Now you know, in the family, in the you know. You know, between one person and another person, then it's, you know, let's go for it. But, 
I don't get into public, you know, he did this wrong. I, you know, I, you notice I haven't said Eddie, Eddie was wrong. We about, did I? You know, <laughs> no, I might have no. been wrong. I have not said anything like that, and I'm not going to. So, you know, this is inside baseball, and, you know, what happens in the manager's office stays in the manager's office. So, Does, does that make you Manny Ramirez, or...? Does that make me Manny Ramirez? I don't, I'm going to show what you guys said on that. <laughs> I, All right. I don't. I don't hit it out of the ballpark very often. You're, you're, not, taking, you're not taking drawing play. steroids or anything, are you? Huh? You're not taking drawing steroids. No, no, or no drawing steroids. Yeah, no shortcuts. No using computers. But uh, I kind of like. I kind of like my rejoinder to that. It's like I don't hit it out of the ballpark all the time, but I definitely keep it in play. So uh, you know, I think that's. I find that respectable. Respectable. No, thank you. All right, so pretty much we're, we're wrapped up with our questions. I'm glad I'm glad you know you you uh, stuck it through with us and all our inane banter. Well, it was fun. It was fun, and um, you guys, I'm glad you guys enjoy what what we do. And you know, oh, of course, we wouldn't be doing it without you know. I mean, I mean, I, I can't imagine doing anything else for a living. So <laughs> you know, and uh, I'm drawing the cover to JLA 53 right now, even as we speak. So. Can you give us a hint? What's on it? JLA. Oh, <laughs> right, that's awesome. <laughs> that's it's about exclusive. all I can tell you. <laughs> there you go. It's exclusive inside. Yeah. for us right now. Exactly. Right all right, you. fellas. <laughs> and <Yeah>. Terry. <laughs> all right. Y'all take it easy. Thank you. Also, be sure to check us out online at www.thegreenlinercore.com. You can also email us at contact at com. Thanks for listening, and be sure to check us out next time. Be sure to check out Kirby Crackle, the performance of our opening thing, Room Capacity, at www.kirbycracklemusic.com. Also, check out the Roy Clark Method, performance of our ending theme, Sector 2814, at method. Yeah, he I think he is. No, he's not. He's definitely still here. I hung up on him. Yeah, he totally did. Where did that go from? Well, no, it's actually... It's a very awkward ending.
You guys want to talk to Tom Nugent? Who? He's a GL anchor. Let's get him on. It's Win. It's not Ted. Nugent. It's Win. God Ted, damn. Yeah. Ted Nugent. Okay. Nugent. Ted's got his fever. Let's do this. It's win. pronounced win. I knew that. I don't know why stupid, I said that. Stupid. N G U N G U Y N. Win. Isn't that Nugian? Yeah, n- Nugian. <laughs> what what order is uh? When is what order is West? <laughs> West will be number one. <laughs> yeah. Really? Oh wow. Like, like oh, oh. Last? No, oh, we start- should probably no, not last. But let me ease in the. Middle? Uh, I think West should know. I think West should right, be so last. Who, who so has a good set of questions then? Who has a good set of I questions? Think, to go I first? think West should be last in case he gets angry and hangs up. Ease, ease him in, ease him into our lair, and then West <laughs> with damn. Why do you suck? So it goes Karen then West. <laughs> Karen then Andrew then West. That's okay. okay. So, sure. so my yeah. first question shouldn't Stop end with it. run. For your life. Yeah. <laughs> Run. Run. So, um, I'm hoping you're sitting down. <laughs> you're sitting so down. Did that make any fucking sense? Is anyone listening? I have to answer yeah. the door. Hold on. Uh, Colton's always here, so that doesn't count. And I never am, so that doesn't count. <laughs> all I know is that his his uh, character models are all the same, so... <laughs> are you calling him already? Yeah. Oh, come on. Oh, so, Brandon just went for the door! <laughs> 